0: Hello everyone, welcome to today's episode of the Deep Things Podcast. This is your host Deepti and uh, today's guest is Sheetal, Sheetal Jairaj. She is a design professional turned yoga teacher. She comes from the Bihar School of Yoga Tradition and she teaches at the Dhyana Yoga Studio in Bangalore. She is very passionate about the moon and you will see just how much in the coming episode. She is a very kind soul, a dear friend, and she strongly believes in uh, helping others on their own unique journey through the practices of the mind, body and soul. So let's get right into it. Hope you enjoy the episode. Here we go. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the episode of the Deep Things podcast. And uh, we have with us today's uh, guest Sheetal Jairaj. Welcome to the show, Sheetal, very happy to have you here.
1: Thank you, Deepti. Thank you for having me in your show. Very happy to have
0: you on the show. So how's your week been? How's, uh, you know, teaching online and, uh, staying at home been for the past year or so?
1: Well, it's been, uh, quite a learning experience. Um, I have gotten the time to go deeper into my practices. And be able to share that as well. And the fact that these practices have become so important, considering what we are going through, has helped. So, there has been a lot of grounding coming from my practices and also being able to help people out there with it. So, although times lately have been a little more harrowing, um, I guess we are all doing our own thing. I hope uh, things have been similar for you. How have you been?
0: Uh, It's been pretty much the same uh, at this end. Um, I think this is where the sadhana kicks in and, you know, whatever we've learned in book and theory, I think this is the right time to put it to practice and you learn so much about yourself in these trying times. So getting into today's episode about uh, moon meditations uh, and before that, uh, just a little bit of, uh, you know, background about yourself. Um, How did yoga come into your life and uh, how was your, you know, growing up years? So just a little quick insight into that. Sure.
1: So um, like I've mentioned to you before, I believe that the universe always shows you little glimpses of uh, what is, what your true path is very early in life. Um, If you are uh, paying attention to it, Um, So in my case also, that's what happened. Although I see it more clearly in retrospect. Mm -hmm. So I was introduced to asana practice along with my family at the age of 10. There was a yoga master who used to come and teach us. Uh, That was only for a year. But however, the practice stayed with me for some time uh, on and off. Although I was not a very regular practitioner. And uh, going forward, I... Uh, did not stick to the path of yoga as a career. Mm-hmm. I actually took on uh, a role as a design professional. Okay. So which was very interesting because that was where life led me uh, and uh, I was enjoying it but however at some point in time you know I just felt this, uh, I had this strong feeling that I wasn't where I was meant to be. So although I was doing reasonably okay, uh I just kept feeling a little insecure, ungrounded, not very confident or in touch with who I was. Mm -hmm. So that showed in how I was at work, how I was interacting with people and people around me, well-wishers, friends, they all thought I wasn't really making the best use of what I had because to the outer world, you are in the perfect place. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. True. (laughs) So (laughs) that is when the universe intervened and uh, tripped me, literally. Okay. (laughs) so yeah so I fell and I broke my leg when I was rushing through life okay and I was confined to uh, the bed for about three months Mm -hmm. which really made me forced me to sit down and reflect on life and what is it that I want to do going forward and make those much needed changes so that's when uh, yoga re-entered in a much more powerful way mm-hmm. and I decided to do a formal teacher's training course uh, which is where I met you as well Yeah, and uh, yeah since then it's been kind of seamless I would say. Okay. So you know it's like the universe is like opening up paths for me to do more things to uh, help myself and help people out there. So I did the training course and within the first week I knew that You know this is where I wanted to be, this is the path I wanted to be on. Uh, Halfway through I knew that I wanted to be a teacher Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah by the end of it, uh, uh, the moment I started teaching, I just knew that I wanted to go deeper into this path uh, for myself and for others. So that's what it is shortly, yeah.
0: Gosh, this is like almost as if you're uh, reading my own li- life story because I've had similar, very similar experience as well because, you know, for the longest time I was so lost with what I was doing in life and that's when, mm. that's when yoga came into my life. And uh, it's amazing that, you know, around the same time period is when, you know, the same things were happening in both our lives and we finally met at
1: the yoga teacher's training. <laughs> So, i know i know yeah, yeah life works in mysterious ways it does it does and i think uh, what it's taught us is that we should be open to whatever comes our way yeah. maybe in the past we were not that open but
0: you know it's never too late you know i think there's always a message if you're just listening in closely
1: yeah that's very true yeah Yes, so
0: getting into today's episode of Moon Meditations, and I know that you're very passionate about the moon. And, you know, sometimes when I just look at the moon, I think of you. (laughs) So, (laughs) Because, you know, whatever work you've been uh, doing around moon meditations and, you know, educating people about uh, the moon cycles and those sort of things. I think, uh, you know, today's episode, I'm very excited about uh, what we have here to unpack. So let's get right into it. So what is the, you know, the significance of the moon and other nature signs out there? And what is the significance of uh, sort of syncing with those cycles?
1: Yeah, so I think to say it in a very, very simple way, it's just going back to nature. You know, I think with our own paths, which we just mentioned, you know, around the same time we... uh, met uh, at the yoga teachers training. That's where we found yoga again. So even yoga is taking us back to nature. So in uh, very simple terms, it's about uh, going back to nature. In fact, we are not removed from nature. It is just that with whatever we are doing right now, especially with our lifestyle, especially with us people living in busy cities, Mm -hmm. in the urban jungle, Mm we are taking ourselves further and further away from nature. In fact, I notice that difference when I go back home, you know, I, my parents live in Kerala. Mm-hmm. So I keep visiting them every now and then. And when I go back there, it's like, you know, some time just stopped and you are actually listening to nature and you're doing things in accordance with nature's rhythms. My parents, for example, have a very set rhythm. Mm-hmm. So they follow Dhinacharya, which kind of um, sets your internal clock right you know, and uh, gets your circadian rhythms to flow freely. So they wake up in the Brahma Mughurta, do their rituals. And I can see that even something uh, like that has made a big difference to them, irrespective of everything else that is happening around them. It's made, kept them reasonably healthy, you Mm -hmm. know, because I do know they have a lot of stress triggers. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in spite of that, that has really helped. In fact, I was watching a podcast um, you must have heard of Vasudha Rai. Yes. She's written this book called Hello. Yes. So I was listening to a podcast of uh, her uh, along with this uh, Ayurvedic, senior Ayurvedic physician called uh, Naresh uh, Pirambuduri. Perambudu, mm-hmm. okay. Dr. Naresh Perambuduri. So he was talking about how, uh, you know, following adinacharya mm-hmm. uh, and living with the seasons, all this can really... You know, uh, balance your endocrine system, your hormonal system, and set your uh, optimize your energy metabolism and keep you yeah. healthy, you know. So, following stuff like that, uh, Dinacharyas, connecting with the sun, connecting with the moon, following the seasons, sleeping uh, with the moon, waking up with the sun, all this is only going to reset your rhythm and get you more in harmony with yourself. So that's the same thing that syncing with the moon does in a sense.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think, yeah, rightly said, because, um, you know, the more we are in sync with nature, the, mm. that much effortless, you know, your entire lifestyle and, you know, life becomes, because the more you start um, sure. going against nature, the laws of nature, there's that much more effort you have to put in to sort of, uh, you know, stay in equilibrium. So I think, you know, all this wisdom is there in Ayurveda and other, you know, ancient uh, scriptures. And uh, rightly so, there's a lot of uh, research also coming up today, you know, from the the modern science which shows that uh, you yeah. know the amount of light you get uh, during your waking hours affects your sleep your endocrine system you know the kind of hormones mm-hmm. that are uh, produced to aid in sleeping in putting you to sleep and making sure that you stay asleep so i think yeah. the all these research is just backing up whatever uh, wisdom we already do have i think uh, mm-hmm. it's a wonderful thing that uh, you know uh, puts us yoga teachers in a wonderful place to sort of combine these two things
1: and put the knowledge. True, true, true. And the thing is we are going back to what the people were doing in the olden days, yes, you know yes. it's like they already knew it. Indian Vedic astrology gives so much of importance to the moon. Uh, so many other cultures they have their own religious, cultural uh, connection with the moon. Egyptians, the Greek. The Native Americans, you know, so they knew all this. It's just that we have forgotten, we've disconnected from all those learnings, all the wisdom that they've accumulated over the years. So in a sense, we're just going back Hmm. and, you know, connecting with what we are meant to connect with. So, yeah.
0: Right. So uh, you mentioned, you know, the the ancient cultures where... uh,
1: the moon mm.
0: and the significance of moon was uh, very important. Mm. So what what are some of these rituals that are, you know, set around the moon? What, uh, what have you learned from your research and studies?
1: Well, there are a lot. I mean, um, it's come out as, uh, I mean, I spoke about the Greeks. They had goddesses who symbolize the moon. So they had goddess Artemis, who uh, is the goddess of protection and childbirth and midwifery. Mm -hmm. Then there is goddess Diana, who uh, is a a huntress, huntress goddess. She uh, protects women and animals, you know, and in Native American culture, it's been so strong. They actually clock the seasons according to the moon. So the last moon, which was uh, a few days ago, uh, they call it the pink flower moon. It's named after a pink, uh, I think it's called the phlox, P-H-L-O-X, flower. Okay. Uh, to signify the beginning of spring, the arrival of spring. Okay, interesting. Yeah, so the,
0: so these traditions, um, you know, that are based around the moon. Does the lunar calendar have any uh, significance? Or does it come from any of these uh, traditions?
1: Yes, it does. It comes from uh, the Native American mm-hmm. tradition. Our own uh, Vedic uh, calendar is uh, based uh, a lot on the moon. Um, And these people, you know, they learned a lot by just looking at nature. Mm -hmm. In this time, uh, the time we are living in, we have to actually wait for someone to tell us to learn something. But those people, they were very intuitive because of the lives they were living. So they would look at the sun and uh, they would learn lessons of permanence and immortality. They would look at the moon, which was so whimsical in a way, you know, the moon would rise at a different time Mm -hmm. every day, unlike the sun, it had its phases of waxing and waning, did not even look the same and was at different points in the sky on, you know, every succeeding day. So they learned lessons of recurrence and rebirth and renewal, moon was a symbol of change is considered a symbol of change. The moon is a symbol of healing and fertility. So the rituals those people followed was that, you know, they synchronized their lives according to the waxing and waning of the moon. They knew that when the moon was waxing, it was a period of high energy. It was a time to do things. It was a time to help others around you. It was a time to make things happen. And in the waning cycle of the moon, they knew that it was a time to sit with yourself It was a time of high intuition and seeing in the dark, you know, going more inwards, doing more contemplative practices. So, there are rituals where, uh, you know, it came out as a result of this wisdom. And women's cycles are also very much linked with the moon. I think we will talk about this a little later, probably in the next episode. Yes. So, those days they had uh, red pens or menstrual huts. Mm -hmm. I'm just mentioning that here because I find that super interesting. You know, uh, women's cycles were actually uh, in those days Mm -hmm. uh, synchronized with the new moon. So they used to gather and use that as a period of sharing and reaffirming their sexuality Mm -hmm. uh, and their spirituality. So there are a lot of these rituals that we can learn from and use these waxing and waning periods Of the moon accordingly and use the full and the new moon time Mm -hmm. as again a period of sitting with yourself and going inwards. Why I am saying that is because the moon is actually uh, symbolizing the mind. So it's about your mind, it's about your emotions, you know, it's about your hidden desires, your worries, your fears, all of which which you don't show outside. You know, it's something deep within your patterns, your uh, mother aspect, your past. Mm -hmm. That's that's so So, interesting. Yeah, it's fascinating. In fact, I think even I'm just scratching the surface of this. Yeah,
0: no, I I was just saying there's definitely so much more to learn about, uh, you know, just the moon. And, you know, there's, uh, like you said, you know, we're just uh, scratching the surface.
1: But I'm thankful that I was drawn towards it. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I think some of the things you can't explain. You know.
0: But yeah, how uh, were you I'm drawn towards this? How, you know, what drew you towards <laughs> learning about the moon and moon meditations?
1: Um, you know, I can't like put my finger on it. Honestly, mm-hmm. I do think that the fact that I was born under a full moon has something oh, to do wow.
0: with it. I mean, I think yeah, it <laughs> definitely
1: has something to do with that yeah Yeah. Hmm. and then of course like I said growing up years you know it was very much uh, my mom has a very big influence on me and I said the moon mother connect is very strong you know so she was someone who was very deeply ingrained into Ayurvedic uh, uh, an Ayurvedic style of living okay Hmm. Uh, so I've got a lot of influence coming from there I used to watch the moon as a child although not as much as now Um, so I don't know and um, recently a friend of mine who uh, is learning Vedic astrology told me that the moon is in uh, this particular house. I don't know that much about astrology, mm-hmm. um, wherein you know uh, the moon gives me a lot of gains mm. if I'm if I'm using the wisdom of the moon to you know help myself and help others, and that has been happening. So it is a bit mysterious, uh, but at the same time, I've experienced it. So once I started doing these rituals, once I started these moon meditations and getting people together, Mm -hmm. uh, it, it has been quite a harmonious flow. So I think this is uh, something which I'm meant to do.
0: Wonderful. And that's, that's such a wonderful place to be in, you know, when you're very sure of, uh, you know, what you're doing in life and uh, the actions and, you know, where uh, you're channeling your energy towards. I think uh, that's such a wonderful place to mm. be. And it doesn't come by easily. So blessed yeah. are those who, you know, feel that way and are sure of what they're doing
1: with their life. So yeah, like you said, I think we both. Um, I mean, it is a blessing that we found yes. this path. So now it's up to us That's to explore much. and take it forward. So yeah,
0: you mentioned different uh, phases of the moon itself, and yes, for you know anyone who just looks up in the sky, they can they can know that you know there are different phases of the moon that happens throughout the twenty-eight to thirty-day cycle. So what is the significance of these different phases of the moon? Is there any difference? I wonder.
1: (laughs) I guess that there is. uh, The thing is, once you start, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. observing Mm -hmm. uh, the moon, and once you start observing you yourself Mm -hmm. in relation to the moon, you will start noticing a few things. So, yes... uh, You know, life can never be uh, only Mm -hmm. peaks or only dips, right? It is always a peak and a dip and there is always learning in the peak, learning in the dip. And uh, that's what the moon is also telling us, you know, don't always uh, be on your masculine side, Mm -hmm. which is what we tend to be most of the time these days. There is a pressure, stress to achieve, to show something within deadlines. There is a pressure to be extremely structured and disciplined. All of which is good. We need that to an extent. But then of course, there is also, this part of it is also important, the moon, which is about mm. our inner world. So the moon is asking us to look into our inner world and in, you know integrate a lot of self-care into our routines. Especially on new and full moon days when the power of the moon, the influence of the moon is really high. Because we are made up of predominantly the water element. Therefore, the moon has an influence on us. Yeah, so the full and new moon days, especially are very, very significant, very important, very powerful days to uh, sit with yourself Mm -hmm. and explore your emotions. So the full moon days are good times to actually uh, also be a little social because the energies are high. You would feel an upward surge Mm -hmm. of energy. So you would feel like socializing, interacting and uh, celebrating your wins. Uh, looking back. Yeah, but that groundedness is also important because if you're not I'm sure you, were, yeah, you did mention this. To yes, me sometime, yes. So for know.
0: the longest time. So this is before, you know, like I started my yoga practice or anything close to that. And for the longest time, every full moon, I would have a splitting headache and my appetite would just be, you know, over the roof. And um, th- so then mm. th- I started, you know, learning more about it. And then I realized that it uh, happens because of a lack of grounding. Because the energies are yeah, so high yeah. and if you're not careful about it, you know, it can just take you
1: all over the place. So, yeah. True, true. And I don't know what your Ayurvedic constitution is, but I am a predominant Vata. So it gets even worse on uh, full moon days. So yeah, important pretty, pretty to stay grounded. the it. same here.
0: <laughs> so yes, so you you need to have a connection with uh, the earth, so that you know you're more uh, grounded on full moon days, definitely. Yeah,
1: so it's very beautiful, right? How it works in your own life, and you don't need anything else to uh, prove it. You know, just watch yourself, watch your life, and watch your interaction yes, with yes. nature. That's it. So yeah. So like I was saying, full moon days, Mm -hmm. you need to ground yourself. But at the same time, uh, channelize those energies, use it to help others, be grateful for whatever Mm -hmm. has happened in your life. Uh, Looking back at the last few days or few months, whatever. And new moon days, actually, like I said, it's the waning cycle which leads to the new moon. So it's a time of high intuition, sitting with yourself and making sense of whatever Mm -hmm. has been happening to you, how you've been responding to it. What have your feelings and emotions been? Acknowledge them. You know, maybe accept them. Uh, Get an understanding of why this might be happening. Initiate. In fact, on the full moon itself, you get an idea of what is it that you need to start releasing. Hmm. So that that is your release cycle. Your waning cycle is a release cycle. Your intuition will help you understand and make peace with it. You know, and uh, yeah, it's it, it's a kind of uh, a very inward phase, a being phase, as opposed to the doing phase of the waxing moon cycle. Okay, okay. Yeah, that, that makes so much sense, you know,
0: because, you know, uh, at the full moon, you take stock of, uh, you know, whatever's happened and uh, sort of figure out, okay, what is working for you, what is serving you well, and the things that you need to let go of, and you start letting go of that in the waiting phase and in the on the new moon you set your intentions for the next half of the cycle and you start working towards it i mean if you just visualize the phases of the moon very similar to what you need to be doing with that moon cycle true true
1: yeah so it's also simple right And um, I do have a chart, which I kind of uh, keep in front of me to keep referring to, but you actually don't need that. You you just have to go out there and look at the sky and watch the moon. So you say, okay, this is this phase of the moon. So I look at uh, the full moon, the new moon and the moons in between, Mm -hmm. which are your crescent moons, your half moons and your, uh, you know the gibbous uh, moons. So all those are little points to just pause and okay, this is this moon phase. And it is the waxing phase or the waning phase. Therefore, where am I on my journey? Where am I with what I'm doing with my intention or with what I'm letting go of? You know, just those little, uh, I think I mentioned the word pit stops to you last time. Just to pause and look inwards, that's it. It's as simple as that. If you start doing that, the moon will draw you in deeper and uh, you know, start giving you more information and uh, you will be led towards that deep source of wisdom naturally
0: and uh, this also draws me to you know the different uh, festivals that are around different phases of the moon also right so if we look closely you know we have yeah. holy happening around uh, full moon if i'm not wrong yes and then uh, we have eid happening uh, yes, during yes. crescent moon yeah. right so i'm sure there's you know Somebody thought of this and said, "Okay, this is what we need to be doing around these uh, cycles of the moon."
1: So, there is there is so much to learn. There is there is a lot to learn. I think if we venture into that, we'll end up talking about it endlessly. Maybe we should we should talk about festivals and how they came about with the moon. Even uh, Guru Purnima, Buddha Purnima, Buddha actually is supposed to have got an enlightenment. Yeah, on we have that Guru
0: Purnima day. coming up uh, in the next couple of
1: weeks at the time of this recording yes <laughs> oh yeah that will be nice actually so we can maybe talk about it uh, a little more yes, then definitely so and this also
0: uh, reminds me of you know uh, the ha and ta in hatha yoga would you want to
1: explain that a little to us the moment i heard that uh, on the first day of uh, teachers training i was like fascinated you know, I mean, it makes so much sense. Uh, Hatha Yoga, it's not just about uh, practicing Hatha Yoga. It is also about integrating that into your life. How you have to balance your masculine, which is your Ha and your ta, which is the feminine side of you, which is the sun energy and the moon energy within you. And um, and yeah, so it is, you know, looking at that masculine, masculine aspect within you, that feminine aspect. Maybe some side of you is a little stronger. It's also giving you a lot more self-awareness. Women, they say, naturally have a lot of moon energy. Not so mm-hmm. necessarily these days. But if you, if you know this and if you start watching yourself, um, you will start to realize that, okay, my sun energy is a little high or my moon energy is a little high. So what do I need to do to balance it out? What are the practices that I need to adopt? Whether it is asana or whether it is uh, setting an intention in meditation or whether it is uh, doing something else, uh, some other practices as part of your life, spending more time in nature. So I think it's quite beautiful to have this wisdom as a foundation and then keep having that conversation with yourself. So that's what I feel. Definitely.
0: I mean, uh, you know, I can't help but notice these uh, themes of dualities you know masculine feminine uh, yin and yang in the traditional chinese medicine and uh, even with uh, our nadis you know the masculine and feminine uh, ida Pella. so yeah. there's there's, the, there's a play of these dualities in so many aspects of our uh, practice it it would take more than one episode to sort of get into each of that and That is what I want to do also with this, uh, you know, the podcast to explore these uh, things that haven't been, uh, you know, in the common
1: parlance. Yeah, yeah. So thank you for doing that. Thank you really for doing that because uh, I think there is too much of information out there and it's important that we take little bits and pieces, uh, take it, explore it, you know, in a small way in your life and then get the learnings from there as well. Rather than endlessly repeating, uh, listening to or receiving this whole chunk of information. Thank you. So I think what you're doing is really beautiful. beautiful. Once again. (laughs) But yeah, I I mean the end goal is
0: you know application. You know how do you take this knowledge and apply it in life? That's the end goal of you know uh, doing something like this and also any form of uh, teaching. Mm -hmm. So thanks again, Sheetal, for doing this. And we'll be back again with part two of this episode where we'll explore the practice a little more in detail and Sheetal will guide us through a chant. So lots of interesting stuff in store. Until then, this is me, Deepthi, signing off. The Deep Things Podcast, Aligned Awareness. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast, please subscribe on Apple Podcast, Google, Spotify and Stitcher i'd appreciate it if you could leave a review on apple podcast goes a long way in spreading the message if you'd like to support this podcast and contribute towards creating quality ad-free content you can log on to patreon.com forward slash the deep things podcast and of course you can find all these links below in the show notes thank you for your support see you next time